Barry Lewis's Stonkid Foodcast. Oh, proper lash it is, man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Stonkin Foodcast with myself, Barry Lewis, and Mr. Alec Plowman. How are you doing, Alec? I'm okay, all things considered. How are you doing? I'm good. I tried to make that intro as upbeat as possible, really, but they are very strange times right now. Uh... Yeah. I think <laughs> since the last time we recorded Stonkin Foodcast, which was about uh, probably three or four weeks ago, um, a lot of stuff has happened and we're living in a very different world to the world that we were living in when we recorded that episode yeah that i think uh looking at some of the things that we like talked about then it was like you know our dream foods and talking about restaurants and things wasn't it and it's like now it's just a dream to almost feel like you can go into any restaurant (laughs) with what's happening in the world it's 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 crazy isn't it like i mean we can just chat about that today and I, i mean yeah, what the heck's going on? It's like, it's so sad, isn't it? And It's a very strange, it's a very strange situation. I mean, this is probably, I guess, the biggest kind of disruption, the biggest sort of change that we've had in the world, like, you know, since the, the sort of post-war era in terms of, you know, major international event. Um And of course, it's something that for us as, you know, foodie people doing a foodie podcast um, kind of changes the way that you look about things. Because all all that we've been doing with our show is kind of, you know, talking about recipes and, you know, things that we we like to eat, restaurants we like to go to, all of that stuff. And of course, now the way that we're thinking about food is kind of different and we can't go to restaurants anymore or leave the house for the foreseeable future and uh grocery supplies are um kind of very different to what they were um a few a few weeks ago so yeah it's a very strange situation yeah, <laughs> right now absolutely i mean i've only been to the supermarket in the last three or four weeks like once anyway uh and that was about i think it was last weekend when it was all I guess the peak of the sort of crazy rationing stage here in the UK is kind of tearing off. Everyone was just literally like, stop. You don't need to, you don't need to crazy bulk buy, you know, just, you know, do what you can. I was in an aisle actually, and uh, there was a lady who just stood there and she just said, like, you can't make anything with nothing there. We were in the pasta and spaghetti aisle. And I randomly took it on a little, as myself, as a little challenge. Um, she didn't know who I was or what I, I do. I, she was about 50 five sixty maybe and i just like took her around the supermarket and come up with this crazy little recipe for it so she could eat that night it was quite fun actually i kind of wish that i could do that as a job right now just sort of stand in supermarkets and help people come up with recipes because you know people are sort of struggling and trying to get creative with it and i think that just the whole thing has just knocked everyone for six hasn't it it's just like i don't know maybe i feel naive that i've just never thought that this was a thing or could be possible and like you say, like since the World War, like there's probably been you know, the, the the biggest potential global disaster, but this truly is global. Like it's it's not, you know, several countries in the, in the northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere. It's like it's literally countries we've never heard of that have get are getting it, and like it's everyone all of a sudden 
just becomes very vulnerable. Like no matter who you are, your status, how much you've got in the bank, the size of your house, your clothes, we're all fighting the same battle. And it's, I don't know. And, um, it makes you appreciate what you've got, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's, um, you know, it's, as I said, it's shopping at the moment is totally surreal. I went to uh, do our weekly shop this morning uh, to our local supermarket. And of course, it's all, you know, X's on the floor and um, and screens and, you know, keep two meters away from everyone and signs up about, you know, making sure that you only take what you need and restrictions on certain items and entire shelves that just don't have certain things on them. Um, so, yeah, it's it is it is very strange. It's it's a big it's a big adjustment kind of living in the in the uh, in the COVID-19 world, as it were. Um and I guess, yeah, it's kind of left us in this position of thinking. You and I have been talking about this. Like, what is, what are we going to do with Foodcast while this is going on? Um, how can we take this and turn it into something that might, you know, have at least some use? Because we've very much been, you know, an entertainment podcast, a sort of foodie, foodie entertainment podcast. Um, but as I said, you know, doing entertaining things with food at the moment seems a bit strange. It um, does, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it, I mean, I guess we could use it as a tool and help people. And, you know, I, 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 one of my favorite things is coming up with re- recipes with ingredients that we've got lying around in the cupboards anyway. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of demand for that. And, you know, this, to be fair, there's a lot of, um, you know, well-known chefs on, on YouTube and Twitter and all over that are actually putting some out. But, you know... I think it's just good to talk as well. I and mean, it would be really nice to know what the audience want to know. And even just if we can just be, I don't know, a, a combination of a, perhaps a solution for that or, I don't know, just a, a place for people just to break away because I think there must be people listening and watching more content on online because they're, they're out of work, they're away from home or, or whatever. So, you know, if you've just found the podcast, yeah, it's not all as serious as this for sure but you know this is perhaps a, a time where yeah we, maybe we, we can become a resource for to help people so you know perhaps reach out and see what we can do yeah well see one of the things of course yeah so store cupboard stuff and how to use that and as you said coming up with recipes thinking about recipes a bit differently that might be something that we can do that is useful i know you and i do a lot of store cupboard cooking anyway yeah so um you know perhaps this is something you know this can be a forum for us to talk about recipes and those kinds of things that might be useful for people yeah. store cupboard special <laughs> yeah because i know because that's just it is that so here in the uk and i don't you know this might not be the same in other countries where people are listening to this show at the moment but here in the uk it is the case that we have been told to stick to you know to aim to stick to a weekly shop once a week shopping mm-hmm. um no you know no more than once a week which i think is uh, a big adjustment for a lot of people because we live in a culture where it's very common to just pop to the supermarket or the convenience store every evening or every other evening to just pick up the things that you you need for dinner in that in that night um so for a lot of people that is going to be an adjustment so maybe doing some stuff where we talk about you know batch cooking recipe ideas and how to make your ingredients last for 
longer and go further and so that you can spread out those sh- shops and all of that all of that stuff might yeah, be helpful absolutely yeah i think so too i mean I, the store cupboard has become like so critical now and even the three freezer we've been raiding our freezer and chucking a load of stuff in the slow cooker and coming up with these like unusual casseroles and things but you know i think it's it's a sort of balance where that you know there still should be the right things in the shops there's a lot of local shops as well i mean obviously um supermarkets are your most go-to place but i'm, I'm trying to go to the local shops or as well or mrs barry because she's working still as a key worker so like i'm sort of homeschooling more so she's trying to go to some of the local shops and help you know local businesses as well and you know just you know they can still get things like you know chicken and meats and things you know there whereas perhaps a few weeks ago like toilet roll of course was the headline thing but there was you know you were pretty stumped to get you know pasta and spaghetti and things like that and it really did force people to get creative but yeah if, if we can sort of do that and help come up with solutions to people or even come up with like a seven day plan or something like that that i mean that's we could all be eating the same things and catch up on the next podcast and all kind of go oh yeah we each had the same thing for dinner (laughs) (laughs) the communal uh, podcast supper (laughs) because the other thing of course is that this is uh probably a good opportunity to sort of pull the resources of the community because it's not just our recipes it's knowing what what other people are doing and what other things are are working in terms of the food that they're preparing at the moment and their ideas um so it would be great you know if people could get involved and and share that with us so that we can then share it with the people people listening and kind of you know collective collective brain trust as it were pool ideas and see what everybody else is coming up with absolutely um yeah uh and yeah i think there's an important point there as you said which is you know um everybody's thinking about supermarket shopping at the moment but of course now is a very good time to be friendly with your local butcher especially Mm -hmm. if you can call them up in advance and they can put aside a box of stuff for you to come and collect so that you kind of limit your social interactions and maintain social distancing but in terms of getting those yeah cheaper slow cooker cuts that you can uh make go further yeah it's like now's a really good time to start um experimenting with those ideas and and making stuff like that yeah so yeah so i think yeah making friends with your your butcher and your grocer and if they do deliveries getting stuff delivered from them as well as the supermarkets because the other thing with doing that is that you're helping out local businesses at that point Mm. which are the people who are uh i i would imagine just really feeling the the pinch right now and really you know really having some difficulties so yeah i'm not sure if you've got it around there i mean a lot of cafes here rather than closing down which you know potentially kill their businesses that they've uh, had to adapt and become delivery services and obviously they they get their own wholesalers where they can get milk supplies so even one of my favorite cafes locally they've now turned themselves into delivering their whole menu or delivering milk and bread and other key ingredients which is it's kind of like a sort of nice sort of community spirit about that of like knowing that you're still supporting that local business and you know, helping someone put bread on their own table but then they, they probably feel good that you know they can help the community too and it's i think it's just all these ways of helping people out and you know i've just literally before we uh started recording this podcast i've just drafted up next week i'm doing a live stream monday to friday with my kids live stream cook along um with some recipes just because also there's that whole thing that you know like me i've never homeschooled before i've often joked about it no you don't need to go to school 
I know I never learned any of that at school. You know, you worry about any algebra and all that stuff. Our homeschool, I have got so much respect for teachers now. <laughs> so yeah. um, if I can help sustain some of the boredom by doing the cook along and keep the kids entertained, it's just simple recipes like flapjacks and things like that. And God knows if my Wi-Fi will survive, but it's just going to be, you know, I think that's the main thing of, you know, supporting local businesses, staying upbeat and positive uh, during this time because, I don't know. It's it's that it, it, we. I mean, we never really sort of got this deep with this podcast before. But you know, mental health is is such a big thing yeah. at the moment, even before this coronavirus sort of kicked in, and, and even now more than ever. And you know, during and post, I think just checking in on people that you know and care about, and your friends, even just a text or a phone call, just to see how they're doing, it could make a massive difference. And um, yeah, it, just that little bit of support for someone. And um, if we can do that from a food perspective and reach out to the community and people can help us and we can come up with some sort of i don't know seven day or 10 day or 14 day plan that we can sort of go hey here's 14 recipe ideas for the next two weeks that you could use and adapt and um yeah it's 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 lots of things there so like i say you could buy a whole chicken and come up with four or five different chicken recipes with every part of that chicken near enough yeah and and the great thing of course yeah with doing things like buying a whole bird is we could talk to people about ways to make stock and ways to reuse those bones and how you can get more out of that bird Mm. um because i think that that's something that people aren't really in the in the practice of doing at the moment and that you know i know from our experience that's a that's a great way to make your ingredients go further because if you can make that stock out of that chicken then you've got a couple of you've got the basis for a couple of soups out of that and you've basically given yourself an extra couple of meals yeah so from something that most people would just throw away or not even almost be intimidated to buy the chicken exactly it's it's so much simpler to just it looks neater it's tidier it's already you know been done for you when you buy a chicken breast or thigh and you know it's actually i think it's quite cheaper to buy a whole chicken to be fair Um, absolutely yeah. yeah and there's a lot of meat on a chicken as well that we just don't get sold as um as cuts there's mm. all of that meat on the underside of the chicken that's that the you best can bit just, yeah. yeah and you can just pull that off and use that in sandwiches or you can oh. chuck that into a stew or into a soup or whatever yeah. so yeah i think kind of tips like that thinking about ways that you can make things go a bit further that's mm. certainly something that we can we can help with and you can get those rotisserie in the bag chickens as well i mean obviously some supermarkets have yeah. the rotisserie but you can get other ones in a bag where you just roast it so if you don't like that whole thing of seeing the raw chicken some people have a a slightly better thing of seeing a chicken that's cooked um you can skip that step anyway and you know start cutting into the the uh parts you want to use and yeah and just like you say use the whole bird (laughs) yeah i think that um yeah uh stuff like that could be a real a really uh useful thing to talk about uh and yeah I just think that um, there's a lot that you can do with that and hopefully we can help people out with that over the coming weeks. So you're uh, like me, you are, you know, slowly getting to grips with the idea of this homeschooling stuff at the moment, which is another massive adjustment. Um, And I wonder if that's something that we can also talk about on here. I know you're doing the live stream with the kids, but sort of foodie related activities that you can get the kids involved with. Uh, because one of the advantages, of course, of this situation, and, you know, this is a, you know, a terrible situation to be in, but one of the, I guess, the few silver linings is that in terms of spending time with the kids, it does mean that you can do some things that you don't normally get to do in the, uh, you know, 
in the day-to-day, depending, of course, on what your work situation is, and whether you're working from home and, and how all of that works. But if you are around with the kids at this time, then I guess another thing that we can help with is sort of coming up with foodie activities and ways that you can spend a couple of hours and ways that you can get them involved and keep them occupied while inside and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. I think like this, I've got yeah, I say a massive appreciation for teachers now. And um, uh, I think that's that thing of you know, that, that perhaps the benefits of this whole homeschooling is you can still teach them in, in many different ways. And, you know, we've got some construction work going on the back of our house at the moment. And we were doing some like little thing for Chloe where she had to draw a diagram of her bedroom. And I said, oh, let's just draw the diagram of the layout of the extension. And she was like really getting into it with her little ruler and stuff like that. And I just feel like there's no better thing that I always remember when I did home economics at school. That was one of my favorite things just because I actually felt like I had like a responsibility and um, I feel like, you know, just literally cooking with a child. There's so many things like that, like the the science in baking of, of weighing stuff out, the maths. It's, 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 there's so many like little lessons within recipes. If you can do that, I and mean, that's what we're kind of hoping to get with this live stream as well, is a lot of options there, you know? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great thing because that these are important skills and as you said there's like transferable stuff there you learn about maths you learn about science you can teach that stuff through cooking but also just i think if you can instill in young people like basic culinary competence that's um that's a real skill as well just just such a life skill isn't it and also the kind of the budgeting and the home economics side of things. I think that stuff's really important as well. So, you know, we'll have to have a think about ways that we can maybe use this to come up with some activities for people that they can do during this time and all the rest of it. Because um, I always remember like making cake batters and, and doughs and stuff as a kid, you know, making dough. You know, once you've made it and you're kneading it, that is literally like Play-Doh. You know, it's it's fun, uh, and they don't realise they're learning then, which is cool. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you're right with that, and I think this is another one where it would be great to hear from the community and to hear what people are doing with their kids at home, how they're getting them involved in cooking, how they're managing that at this time. If people have ideas, I think this could be a really great space to to share those, so that we can all work together to come up with some stuff to help each other out in this situation yeah it feels like in a strange way like i would suggest like bulk cooking and batch cooking would be a good thing but at the same time sometimes you do that to save time when you haven't got time and at the moment we've got time (laughs) do you know what i mean i think some people some people do i think you've also got to factor in that of course there are a lot of people who are you know job job uncertainty and all of these things yes. at this moment for whom time is perhaps not a factor in the same way i think for those that do though because on the other side you have people who are now trying to come up with ways to entertain the kids and i think you know we can that it feels like groundhog day to me does it feel like that to you with the with the the, the, the school team i mean we're about like the fourth fifth day into this homeschooling and i'm absolutely loving it but it's that variety of trying to come up with new tasks and activities and um the kids are kids are doing great but it's it is that sort of thing of like okay to sustain this for three plus weeks more you know people are saying it you know it could be beyond the summer okay uh you got to get creative and i think that i say this is a great chance to like really share ideas i think that's just it because i think you know we're in new territory for everyone here so i think that if yeah we can as i said collectively pool our ideas i think that that's uh that's a good thing 
definitely. Is there a food that you're missing? If like if you could go out and have a ticket and it said like you can go out and have one food, is there a certain place you would go that local to you or something that you would order? Because of course we can still deli- get deliveries. And well, things. there are you know, I, and I've mentioned a few local restaurants on this podcast before that i really love so you know we talked last episode about middleton's which is our local steakhouse which is really good uh we've got cupcake and co which is our uh gluten-free uh dairy-free options uh bakery um that does uh cakes and things and i just you know i love these these places and of course um i need to actually i haven't really looked in at the moment to whether these people are doing um delivery but if they Mm. are i you know i think i should probably get some stuff delivered from them yeah um because you know and that's the other thing is if you've got restaurants that you love places that you like to to buy from if you can support them i guess if you're in the position financially to do that at the moment um then you know where you can because i know for a lot of people who own restaurants and small businesses at the moment based around food this is just incredibly challenging right now no i, I think that's right you know, to support your local businesses for sure and and uh, you know supporting them in the long run i just imagine how good it will feel once this is all over i think we really sort of appreciate everything a bit more i think you know if that's one sort of small positive out of all of this i mean when i just asked you that question then i mean for me i don't really i'm not really thinking about lots of different foods or one particular one i'm missing but i'm kind of missing like a setting you know i would really mm. love to like go out and get some fish and chips and sit on the on the seafront in the summer on the beach near where we live uh, and with other people around me and just i kind of i'm looking forward to that as well as the food if that makes sense just that whole yeah. experience of eating the fish and chips but just that buzz of warm weather everyone feeling good because you know it's the summer everyone feels good in the summer and and just yeah just that sort of whole con you know the whole package of what that does of just that full tummy fish and chips by the sea and i think that's making me realize that you know that, that food does that you know it's yeah it's not just about the food it's sometimes about the setting as well well i know yeah so for me for example while all of this has gone on um it was you know we just we had my mum's birthday a couple of weeks ago and we weren't able to do anything for that because oh, no. of the situation uh, and then my um, my grandparents, uh, my granddad is going to be 90 um, uh, at the beginning of April. Mm. Uh, and my grandmother is going to be uh, 89. And we were going to have a big family get together at a really nice restaurant in South Wales for that. And we've had to uh, sort of postpone that indefinitely at the moment and all, uh. all of these things. And as you said, it's the... Um, you know, and in the scheme of things, of course, compared to the things that are going on, this is absolutely nothing mm. compared to, you know, the the very real serious health risks that people are facing. And in terms of, you know, it's that thing of, you know, especially with my grandparents, it's like, here's people who we would be putting at risk if we were doing this. So it's a no, it's a no brainer. Yeah. But as you said, it's the, it's the, um, it's not just the, you know, it's not just the going to the restaurant to eat the food. It's also the social side of it and it's family and it's being um, sort of separated from family during this time that also makes those things. Difficult. Yeah, like every Sunday we would normally go for a roast dinner at my mum's house or um, my mother-in-law's house. And it's just kind of like we can't do that. And it's like, well, no, why? This is like the norm. Like we always do this, like what's going on? And it's you do kind of miss that, like that comfort of obviously a roast dinner, but just that 
time, which is, I feel is really important. You know, like a lot of people don't all sit around the table now at dinner time, and I think it does make you respect and value what things in the past we might have maybe taken for granted. But uh, you know, the much bigger scheme of things is you know, everyone sort of tries to ride this wave and i just know that it will feel so good once we get past it i think as far as the sort of sitting down for big family meals goes i think um you've got to start thinking outside the box there to try and replicate some of that so doing things like roast dinner over skype or coffee over skype with people becomes a thing all of a sudden just to try and get some semblance of that and i think that that's really important where you can fitting that stuff in to... yeah no no i really like have you done something like that i, mean, I wonder if people are doing that i might have I haven't, missed it i've done skype and phone stuff i haven't done that specifically uh, yeah. yet but i'm sure that as time goes on we we will be doing that because yeah i think it's just a good way to try and replicate some of that mm. it was i was uh, i did have a little bit of thinking like that when i was planning this live stream thing of being like well potentially there's going to be a hundred people or however many people eating the same food that i've made and there's kind of like a community to that <laughs> yeah. um i don't know, do you know what i mean it's kind of like that sort of thing of like if you could get your your, your mother or whoever you know to, to make the exact same roast the same way and you both yeah. sit there and try and kind of like go well i know what you're tasting although it's this digital and virtual or whatever like we're there's that sort of connection of course, one thing that you could do if you do have a local restaurant that is uh, delivering, then you could, you and your friends or your family, if you're in proximity, could order from that same restaurant, mm. get the food delivered and then sort of have that experience of being able to talk about eating the same thing and all of that. That's a really so that's good one idea. idea for how you could do a social thing while also supporting a local business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and as you said, you know, as you know, and you know, obviously you're going to be covering this on the live stream. Um, but outside of that, you know, if you like meeting up with friends to cook, you could do a one-on-one Skype where you both make the same meal yeah. and um, talk about it and, you know, sort of, share that experience because then you've got something to talk about haven't you rather than like you know the the in in the nicest way the repetitiveness of the uncertainty of coronavirus you then sort you've got you've both got something in common to talk about like yeah that's just off topic just completely diverts you away from the madness and everyone's situation is obviously very individual and unique but like you can suddenly come connection over i don't know a chocolate brownie recipe you could just literally exactly yeah you know it's it's sounds so simple but like like i say you start to appreciate that yeah and i think as you said it's just it's finding ways to connect and finding ways to yeah food is a thing that people connect over so it's finding ways to still maintain that feeling in a in a very different uh time uh something amusing story i should um tell i used to have um friends who would do this who would chat to each other while they were cooking over skype foodie people and one of the funniest stories that i heard is you become so used to the idea of that person being there almost feels like they're in the room and it got to the point where one of them uh said to the other one this was over skype across two different countries uh said uh, i'm just going to the toilet can you uh watch that pot for me and make sure that it doesn't <laughs> boil over oh wow 
And it's like, <laughs> well, you know, I can. I can just watch it burn for you. Yeah, yeah. I can't actually do anything. But, <laughs> you know, but I think that that goes to show that you can become very, you know, these things are not, you know, the same as face-to-face um, socializing. But in these times, they can be a, a welcome substitute that, as you said, can be good for mental health and everything else. And I think everyone's adapting, aren't they? They're just kind of just working out what is the sort of norm or the temporary norm and, and just going with the flow and taking it day by day. And that's that's kind of what we keep saying to each other here is, you know, let's just take it day by day, um, appreciate what we've got uh, and, uh, you know, just try and smile and stay positive and laugh through it. And, uh, yeah. I think the good thing is that with all of this going on, um, some amazing resources have emerged that i think are are helping things so one of my big things of course was um as far as the health and fitness side of things goes is like you're not able to go to the gym when all of this is going on so what Mm. do you do about that so i um we started doing um as a family the joe wicks pe thing that he does in the morning oh yeah 30 minute pe live stream yeah now you know the kids are the kids are five, and I think you know like it's intense that PE workout. Yeah. Um, so they are. Um, I think they've kind of um, that they've um, we've put them down to the five minute one, or they just do the first half of it because it's you know it's a lot. But I found that I've been doing those now every day of this week. The Joe Wicks PE things, mm-hmm. half an hour of really. In, and it really intense exercise. Really, yeah. I'm a pro, I'm a proper mess at the end of it, which I don't know if it says something about the level he's pitched it at, or if it says something <laughs> about my general unfitness at yeah. the moment. I know Mrs. Barry did it as well, and she pulled a, a muscle after doing it. Her and Chloe were having a go at it the other morning, so it was like, you know, it's just great though. I think it, you know, it, it's it's just thinking out of the box like that, and and just offering yeah. an outsourcer. And I think I hope that people not just discover this podcast or discover YouTube and, and all the people on it, it just, you know, just open their mind to perhaps maybe leaving that sort of comfort of what they're used to and, and finding new passions and taking risks and, and learning new subjects and topics. And I think what I would say on that as well is if you, if you are in the position where you are sat there and it's, it's day to day, you know, all the days are rolling into one and you're not really sure what to do with yourself. I think if you can give yourself a, a project that is, that's always, always great. You know, mm. and it can be a project as simple as, you know, getting those jobs done around the house that yes. you've been meaning to do for ages. It can be something more elaborate. You know, if you are a foodie person and you've got this unexpected downtime, you know, if you've always been thinking about writing that recipe book, then maybe now's the time to to do it or starting yeah. a blog or, you know, whatever it is that you want to that you want to do. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate, of course, as you know, and I think it's important to say that, you know, not everybody is in the position to do that. There are lots of people who are out there who are doing frontline work or who are looking for work because of all of this uncertainty, uh, you know, in this situation. But, you know, I know for some people it is a thing of all of a sudden they're at home and not sure what to do with themselves. And mm. I think making sure that you've got a project you've got something that you can do something that you can can you know chip a bit off of that stone every day i think it's yeah. really helpful absolutely yeah i think it is 
it's probably offering people a lot of a chance to sort of reset in a strange way and and you know and you don't often get that chance and uh you know a lot of respect for people working on the front line a friend of mine's volunteered as well to help the nhs i think it's going to be delivering medicines um i've looked at doing that as well too i just want to see because mrs barry's hours might increase so i've got to see what happens there but it's yeah it's, it's a lot of opportunity with it so i mean as, as negative as it is and as, as scary as it is for it to just come out of the blue there's yeah there's a there's a lot of opportunity like you say is to just progress as well and just re- reflect i suppose yeah i think so so i think yeah for the time being what uh i would say is yeah we're going to keep on doing stonking foodcast uh seeing as we are going to be at home a bit more we might be doing more stonking foodcast than mm-hmm. we have been i mean obviously yeah. you know we've since the start of this year we've not done that many but i think that now that you and i are both you know around and able to have these you know phone chats more often uh i think that um yeah maybe we can get a few more of these out there over the course of this time and you know it'd be great if you guys could feed back to us and tell us what sort of thing that you want us to do whether you want it to be activities for kids whether you want it to be recipes whether you want it to be ideas for projects what you want us to cover whether you want us to do store cupboard stuff let us know in the comments and all the rest of it what you want if you've got recipes if you've got stuff you want to share with us uh and then we can do our best to put something together that you know is fun to listen to but is also a bit useful for people during this time period yeah absolutely no i couldn't i couldn't agree more and uh yeah looking forward to podding some more I mean, obviously this is a mo- probably the most serious podcast you and i have ever done together we're normally yeah. la- laughing and joking but it, you know it's no laughing matter and all that but we just try and hopefully we can give people a little outlook a little break for half an hour 40 minutes or just roll on and you know check out the rest of our episodes if you want some uh, fun ideas and even just uh you know i'm thinking of some of those past episodes we've done and you know almost like dreaming of having to eat foods like that again or, or getting to and yeah, looking forward to it so uh yeah we'll, we'll help people as much as we can Yes. One thing we should clarify, of course, uh, because people might be wondering this. So Barry and I, uh, when we do these podcasts, um, aren't actually in the same room or even in the same part of the country. We actually do this over the phone and we are both uh, separately mic'd up and then edit this together so just so that people are aware that we you know we are practicing social distancing at the moment yes we really not, are uh, even though you edit it to sound it like we are next to each other which is amazing um i'm literally on my hands free kit on my phone talking to my uh microphone in my computer and uh we're literally almost polar opposite country opposites aren't we like norwich yeah. and western you can almost draw a straight line i'm uh i'm quite close to wales so yeah we're, we're yeah. almost in a different countries <laughs> yes well i mean maybe and uh, maybe we could talk people through the process in one episode of how we actually record these and edit them because it might give people ideas because you know if you want to if you want to do something then you know start a podcast if you've mm. got a bit of time on your hands you know maybe we could help you out with the ins and outs of that as well yeah Tell definitely. You how we do that and how you can do it maybe some behind the scenes stuff on how you do some videos and stuff if people want to get creative in that way we can also talk you through some of that stuff here as well yeah, absolutely. Because I, I find you like you know, I'm, I'm talking to you through. I can hear you through my hands-free kit, and the microphone on that is is fairly decent. If someone, you know, obviously we use some fairly decent mics, but um, no, you know, the, the, that's the thing with technology these days. Like these live streams, I'm just filming them off of my mobile phone. I'm yeah. not going to be using any flashy camera, but the camera in there is better than what you would bought off the shelf 
for about a thousand pounds maybe four or five years ago. <laughs> it's exactly. crazy. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that might be another way that we can help with, you know, if you if you guys and gals out there are thinking about doing some of the kind of creative audio visual stuff, then we can also offer some advice on that on this podcast. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've, I've been, been, been my little tip because I actually, I very rarely watch TV or anything like this, but I, did, I have started watching a little bit of Netflix in the evening just to kind of like switch myself off uh, from yeah. like just the news is obviously just so repetitive at the moment and i'm just like okay i need to you know, i'll watch tv or netflix and uh there's this thing called the the tiger king i don't know if oh, you've seen this i'm i'm uh it's on my watch list yeah. yes um, it's really good i'm just gonna offer that as my little recommendation to homework to watch for the next two to three weeks very very interesting documentary something that i did not think because i love louis theroux documentaries i always thought he should do one on like food louis theroux or one on like i don't know the online world like that but yeah that's my top watch have you got one um well i'm just trying to think of uh foodie things that i've been watching on netflix because that might be another thing that we can do is our Mm. food tv recommendations uh, as far as box sets and uh and binging there are some good food programs on yeah. netflix there's some good um asian food stuff that i've been watching and i'm gonna have to dig out the names and recommended episodes and things because names are escaping me at the moment What's that but yeah what's well, shot really beautifully is it called chef's table or something yes and there, there are quite a few of those that right. are you know some of the production values on those oh. shows is just absolutely insane (laughs) yeah we'll have a think yeah we'll do an episode where we recommend our kind of tv binge uh foodie box sets uh and shows that we think that you should go and revisit and stuff you'll be able to get on iplayer Mm. if it's still on there i'm definitely going to recommend and i've mentioned this on this show before but delia smith's cookery course from the 1970s if it's still on bbc iplayer is absolute must watch okay i think everybody should watch that as far as you're getting your fundamentals down um you know saint delia knows what she's talking about because so. there was hardly any editing back then if you watch yep. that now with they kind of just like let her breathe and walk from you know if i'm going to drain the potatoes there was no hard punch edit it was just like there you go and then she'd breathe and her facial expressions would change i've seen some of those as well and they're really just so basic and authentic i love it yeah it's great i love yeah telia's cookery course and you just learn so much in half an hour it's all mm. so practical kind of skills and tips based it's great because all things like that that have set the foundations for like cooking isn't it like you know there's no one's reinvented the the lasagna and stuff like that apart from like quirky food hacks and stuff but it's it's those people that initially did you know what what jamie oliver and gordon ramsay and even i suppose ainsley harriet and people like that over the years all different characters have come and gone but it was only is it fanny craddock is that another one yeah well delia is kind of the game changer so you've yeah. got fanny craddock in the in the 60s and then delia it really sort of makes things more um, accessible yeah. in the 70s. She was the radio platform one, wasn't she? Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll do another episode where we talk about the importance of Delia Smith at some point because I, I have many, many things to say about Delia Smith and why she is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, like the best um, sort of cookery writer, personality, person have you ever seen her cooking history i I never have you know and being in being in norwich i've been tempted to go to there there are a few of these masterclass events that we have at um at 
that she does at her restaurant here. Oh, right. um, yeah, they are very um, expensive, as you would expect, because it's Delia Smith. But, you know, maybe for, you know, an event birthday or something, I might see if I can go to one of those. Because, mm. yeah, I, um, like I said, I really massive admiration for Delia Smith. Yeah, I didn't realize she had a restaurant. Yeah, she does. Um, at the football stadium, I believe. Oh, right. Because, of course, she's big Norwich City, um, very famously is quite involved over there. So that's where her restaurant is. Yes. I remember her being on the pitch once. Yes. Like, quite a viral video. Yeah. In fact, I've stayed by that football stadium. So I could have ah, stayed in a restaurant, but it sounds like I, my £10 uh, breakfast might have just been enough for that time. Well, I, yeah, I tell you what, once all of this is over and you can get back up to Norwich, we'll have a meet up and we will see if we can go to Delia Smith's restaurant. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Make a proper, make a proper day of it. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, we should maybe also watch some of these on Netflix, um, on the iPlayer, sorry, and uh, and almost do like an episode review, pick one together, and see like give us our give the tips out or something like that, our favourites. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think that's all stuff we can do. Um, so um, if people have things that they want to tell us if people have stuff they want us to cover if you have ideas for recipes and all of that stuff you can get in touch with us by going to stonkinfoodcast at gmail.com that's our email address if you've got any long form messages that you want to share with us we'll have all of that in the description for this episode uh if people want to get in touch with you mr lewis on twitter what is the best way for them to yeah. do that at Mr. Barry Lewis. Uh, yeah, and that will send you everywhere else, like the website with all the links where the podcast is stored as well, or past episodes too. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, so get in touch. Let us know what you want us to um, to cover. And I guess the only thing to say after that is, you know, stay safe, take care of yourselves, uh, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Stonkin Foodcast. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to echo that. Yeah, just take care, everyone, and uh, we'll be back soon. Next time then, is it?